The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We say we are grateful. And we ask you to have your way in our midst this morning. We ask that you touch us one and all. Heal the sick that is in this place this morning. Strengthen the weak at heart. Meet the needs of everyone. Heal the brokenhearted today. Restore hope to that person that is hopeless. And help us come into the fullness of all that you have in store for us. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shouted a loud hallelujah. Before you take your seat, can you help me prophesy to two or three people and just tell them you are going to finish 2023 well. You will finish 2023 well. God bless you. High five that neighbor. You can be seated. Glory be to God. I want to encourage someone. Um, it doesn't matter how the year has been up until now. And I really mean that this remaining two months plus change. We still have a few days left. Hallelujah. This remaining two months, God is going to do you well. Amen. God will help you. God will enable you to recover. God will comfort you. He will strengthen you. He will give you a new vision. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. You know, Pastor Inda was saying she doesn't watch football. She was referring to me. Me, I watch football. And was it last week? Yeah. Um, the match between Chelsea and Arsenal. 2-0. Just about 15 minutes left. Something just happened. It was just one mistake and the game just turned. And at the end of the day, Arsenal was able to equalize. They didn't lose the game. You will not lose in Jesus' name. And all it takes is just a moment with God. Hallelujah. A moment with God. We are using that football analogy. Things can change. From the beginning of that match up until it was about the 78 minutes. A football match is 90 minutes. Everything that could go wrong seemed to be going wrong for them. Then suddenly, can somebody shout suddenly? It just turned around. And that's how life can be at times. Particularly if God is on your side. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands in worship right where you are seated. And say, Heavenly Father, this remaining two months, thank you for suddenly miracles. Suddenly life transforming testimonies. In my life. Come on, if you can believe it, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for suddenly miracles in my life. In the remaining parts of this year, it will be the best two months of the year for me. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the good thing is, spiritually speaking, you can trigger suddenlies. Hallelujah. You can trigger suddenlies. In prayer, you can trigger suddenlies. Just by praying. You are praying, you are praying, you are praying. It looks as if nothing is up. All of a sudden, you just hit something. And boom, everything just changes. That's why we pray. And we are going to continue praying from now. Um, the prayer um, session, Pastor that came to lead. I'm going to be spending like rough, roughly about 10 minutes in every service, like towards the end of the year. Towards the end of the year. And I want to encourage those of you that need a, a sudden shift or a sudden change in any area of your life, take it very seriously. You can trigger suddenly by just hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. The Bible talks about, um, in the book of Acts, um, Apostle Paul went to preach somewhere. There was a man that had been crippled all his life. And he just sat there listening to what Paul was preaching. Paul was preaching the gospel. 
And the Bible said Apostle Paul perceived that ah, he had faith to be healed. And he announced to him, rise up on your feet. See, as that man sat, look at your neighbor and saying, as you are sitting this morning, the word of God will work a miracle in your life. And he was just hearing the word that was preached to him. The word of God has a life of its own. In fact, the word of God is God in himself. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the very beginning. And there was nothing that was made that wasn't made through him. In him was life, and that life is the light of men. John chapter 1 tells us. So just by hearing the word of God, and, partly, and that's why it's good to pay attention when the word of God is being preached. Just one word from God can change your life. Jesus taught about the parable of the sower. And it's interesting. He said, Satan comes to steal the word because many times he even understands the power of the word more than, more than people that the word is sent to. Steals that word. If you can't steal it, he will choke it. If he can't choke it, it will, it will cause the hearts to be distracted with other things. But he said there were those that had good ground and the word entered and it produced 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. We talked about a mindset of multiplication the other day. Hallelujah. You can trigger suddenly in worship. In fact, this Wednesday, um, we're going to have a special night of worship and wonders. Hallelujah. Wednesday service, the midweek service, and I really want to appreciate those of you that showed up last Wednesday. It was very, very encouraging. Help me ask your neighbor, were you around last Wednesday night? Ask that neighbor. Let the neighbor respond. Let the neighbor respond. If your neighbor did not say yes, yeah, your neighbor is a suspect. Neighbor is a suspect. <laughs> the good news is if you are not around last Wednesday, you can be around this Wednesday. God wants us to come together. And again, I want to really stress that for those of you that are church workers. In fact, we're going to say something about that in the sermon this morning or in the message this morning. Just in that place of worship, and I'm trusting God for that as we come to the end of this year. In fact, the direction God showed me is that the first Wednesday of every month, we should make it a night of worship and wonders. And we should come together as a community. Share that time in common. And deliberately, consciously lift our voice to open up the month for us. And you can trigger us just by worshiping. Hallelujah. I'm sure you know you can trigger suddenly by sowing a seed. There are many ways. There are things you can do spiritually that you want something to happen. It doesn't seem to be happening but you believe God and you understand God to be a God of suddenlies. A God that can change your story in a moment. Hallelujah. Everything may have been going against you week after week, month after month. But you know a God. Somebody say, I know a God that can turn things around suddenly. And you should know how to trigger suddenlies. Praise God. Right. We've been talking about the prosperity mindset. I want to bring this teaching to a close today. And again, everybody, please hear and hear again. God's will for you is to be prosperous. God wants you prosperous. God needs you prosperous. In every area of our lives, your marriage will be a greater testimony in God's hands to encourage other people to come into what God has designed for marriages. Because it was God that designed marriage. It was God that brought Adam and Eve together. If your marriage is prosperous, if you and your wife are always fighting each other, beating each other, Scattering everything. God can't use your marriage as a testimony. Of course, financially, we are more useful to God if we are prosperous financially. Hallelujah. 
And over the course of several teachings, we've established that the way our mind is set, that's what mindset is, plays a major role in how we prosper and how well we can prosper to the degree that we can prosper. It's how you set your mind. So we've said you should set your mind to accommodate God multiplying you from where you are. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, a thousand times more. One individual becoming a great nation. That's how much God can... There, there's no limit to the multiplication. In fact, probably the least we can see is 30 times more. So you can take your current salary and multiply it by 30. And even though you have a mean boss that if you dare to suggest to him, that's how I believe I've been working here for the last four years, um, perhaps you should double my salary. You know that he may even offer you a sack letter. I know that that's a very hostile environment, a place where they have not given you Increase in your salary for three years, four years. Even if that's your situation, you can set your mind. Somebody say, I can set my mind. In your mind, nothing stops you from multiplying your current income times 30. Hello? In your mind, nothing sets you from um, setting that my wife and I, we are going to be enjoying our, ourselves, our time together, times a hundred that we're enjoying it now. You can begin to imagine that in your mind. You can explore things that are not on ground physically, mentally. That's where the exercise is and, and the work is. And carry that picture in your mind, particularly using the word of God, scripture, you can use scripture to plant pictures in your mind and hold on to them. And what God is promising us and what God has said is, after a while, God will translate that mindset into your natural physical manifestation. That's what we mean by the prosperity mindset. Praise God. So have a mindset that accommodates multiplication. Have a mindset that accommodates promotion. Have a mindset. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ. A mindset of stewardship. See yourself serving. The Bible tells us that was the secret of Jesus. That was the number one secret of Jesus. Jesus said that is the greatest secret in God's kingdom. It's not a kingdom of masters, it's a kingdom of servants. I noticed something this morning, please permit me to say it. It's as if many people responded to the 8 o'clock prayer meeting last Sunday, this Sunday when I came in, and I deliberately tried to come in 10, 15 minutes for you so I can see what's on ground. Some of you seem to have dropped. No. Set your mind that I am a steward. And I need training to, to be able to start. From next Sunday, we're going to start training all our stewards and workers in this church on how to multiply your income because we want you rich. Glory be to God. Can somebody declare God can multiply my income? And God will multiply my income. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, a thousand times more. Hallelujah. Because what God said is you shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. Praise God. And I tell you, you will be a better steward in this church if you are making 30 times more than you are making right now. Who is that word for? Can I hear a shout aloud? Amen. amen. Have a stewardship mindset. Come to church not to be served. That's the way some of you have set your mind. Come to church to serve us. There is nothing wrong if all of us in this church are serving each other. In fact, that's the way God designed it. Every part contributing something. Paul used the analogy of a physical body to explain it. There is no part in your physical body that is not contributing something to the body. 
Your brain cannot say, ah, the, my leg is working, my hand is working, so I'm not going to walk. In fact, the moment the brain says, I'm not going to walk, the hand and the feet stop working. Your right hand can't say, because my left hand is working, ah, I will not walk. You will look one kind. You understand what I mean by one kind? told us in scriptures that this is how Jesus got the greatest name of all. He was like God, but he considered equality with God not something to be grasped. But he humbled himself even though he was God and he took upon himself sinful flesh. Came down to the level of man. That, that's what stewardship requires of you. You come down. Jesus took off his robe, put a towel around his waist, and began to wash the feet of his servants. As an example. Somebody say, Jesus is my example. Come on, say it like a minute. Christ is my example of stewardship. That brings me to prosperity. Say that, that brings me to prosperity. Last week, we talked about a mind that can accommodate newness. Something new. Okay, you've not been coming to church at 8 o'clock. Can that be something new? Oh, you've not been thinking of yourself as a servant. Can that be something new for you this season? Ah, I don't go for midweek service. Ah, there's so much traffic. So, okay, can that be something new for you? Something new. Behold, I will do it. And you should know it. That's what I was saying. If I'm doing a new thing, you should know it. Oh, glory be to God. Let me tie it up today with one final thing. I think this just encompasses or puts everything together. Your mindset should have what I call the winning attitude. You should have the winning or a winning attitude, but I want to use the winning attitude. That's the kind of mind you should have. Genesis chapter 11, familiar story. When Dr. K was sharing with us about the place of our mentality where our prosperity is concerned, he quoted this text. Let's read it in a bit of detail this morning. Genesis 11 from verse 1. The, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. Somebody say one language and one speech. The whole earth. There were not that many, but there were all the human beings on the face of the earth. And it came to pass as they journeyed from east, from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another. And because they had just one language and one speech, they could communicate to one another. They could speak to one another. Come. Let us make bricks. And let us bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone. And they had asphalt for mortar. And then they said, come. Let us build ourselves a city. And a tower. Whose top is in the heavens. The first time a man caught a vision to build a skyscraper. Let us make a name for ourselves. And they did make a name for themselves. They made it to the Bible. <laughs> the Genesis 11 gang. And they said, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Verse 5. But the Lord came down to the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. So it started as an imagination, something they set their mind to do. And not long after that, they started building it. It was when they started building the city that God came among them and to see what they were doing. 
In fact, they had built it. So obviously they had made progress to a reasonable degree. And the Lord said, indeed. Now, please, this is very instructive. Indeed, the people are one. Somebody shout one. You know, we, we, we shared or we brought back our family song last Sunday. And really, if you are going to title that song, the language or the name of that song is one. One constant refrain in that song was one. We are one body. We are one spirit. Bound together by God's love. We are sharing one vision. Taking the world to the nations. We celebrate as one. The supernatural life and call. We are one. That's the title of the song. They were one. And that's why they were able to build a city and to build a tower that will reach the heavens, or at least they intended to. Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So God now said his own come. Just like he did in the beginning when he said, let us, let us go down and there confuse their language. That they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 8. <laughs> it doesn't really sound like something God will do. It sounds like something the devil will do. But we are reading the Bible. So the Lord scattered them abroad <laughs> from there over the face of the whole earth and they ceased from building the city. Therefore, the name is called Babel because there the Lord did what? Confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Hallelujah. I want to take two quick lessons from, there are many things we can learn from that passage, but two powerful lessons. Um, we come back to mindset, which is what I really want to focus. That's the second lesson. But the first one is that to scatter any man and wife, just confuse their language. And I tell you, the devil is good at doing that. To scatter any man and wife. To scatter any organization. Just confuse them. They can't do anything as one. They can't agree. They have no common language. No common agreement. They can't form community. They can't agree. We will meet at 8 o'clock to pray. We will meet at 6.30 on Wednesday. Just scatter them. Scatter them. To divide any nation, just scatter them. Let the northerners be saying something else. Let the southerners be saying something else. That nation will never rise. To divide the Arabs and the Philistines, I mean the, the, the Jews and the Philistines, just scatter their language. And when you sit down to hear... Talk to the Jews. What is your problem? Talk to the Philistines. They are saying the same thing. Nobody wants their child to die. But just scatter their language, they will start bombing each other. Same thing. So that's lesson one. And we can explore that lesson another day. Praise God. But it's very instructive to see how it started. But... The main lesson I want to focus on today is before their language got scattered, I want us to see that these people had a winning attitude. That's what we want to focus on. They, they had a winning attitude. Their, their mind was set to do something, to win. And that's what I want us to explore. And again, I'm going to throw to you as a question, do you have a winning attitude? 
Is your mind set with a winning attitude? That, that's, that's the only question God told me to ask you today. Do you have it? Because if you can set your mind with a winning attitude, program, put a winning attitude into your, into your mind, you will prosper. Like these people were prospering. Until God came to confuse their language. What's a winning attitude? I will try and define it in many ways this morning. It's, and you see that this is what these people had. It's that mindset that says, yes, I can. Or, yes, we can. It's a yes, I can mindset. We can build a city. We can build a tower that will touch the heavens. Yes, we can. We can build a marriage. The two of us, we can, we can come together as one and build a marriage. We can do this business. I can be healed. That's a winning attitude. A mindset that says, yes, I can. One president won by saying, yes, I can. Or yes, we can. You know the president of me. Something that never happened in the history of that nation, particularly with the kind of history that nation had, that black people had. He came with a win. Yes, we can. That's a winning attitude. Do you have that set in your mind? Yes, we can. That's what these people had. Come. They didn't have it before. I mean, they, are, they had been traveling. They are, they are, I mean, they were going, but they arrived at that place. So you may not have had it before now. But can you come to a phase of your journey on this life and come and say, you know, from today I'm going to have a winning attitude. And I'm going to tell myself, yes, I can. And if you're in the company, yes, we can. And you can say it like we've been saying in this series, taking the word of God, using scripture. Find a scripture that says, yes, I can. Based on what God has said. Now, the problem with these people is what they were doing was not what God planned for them. So that's why God came to scatter their language. But you don't have to worry about that because you are going to base your own yes, I can, or yes, we can on the word of God. Somebody say, I hear. A yes, I can, yes, we can mindset. A I can do all things mindset. That's what Apostle Paul had. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Philippians 4, verse 13. Look at verse 12. Please put up Philippians 4, 13 for me. Look at verse 12. Now, watch what was going on around Paul when he, you see that it wasn't just, he set his mind to it. Look at what he said. I know how to be abased. And I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So, Paul, verse 13, I said, I can do all things. So, my mindset that I can do, even when I'm hungry, I can do all things. It's easy to say I can do all things when you are full. Am I right or am I right? But Paul is saying it has nothing to do with whether I'm full or hungry. It's easy to say I can do all things when you are abounding. You just got a lot of one billion dollars. How many of you can do all things when you get an abound? <laughs> okay, you've not gotten one billion dollars a lot yet. Okay, can you set your mind? To <laughs> you know that when it's easy, Paul, look at what he was teaching us. That it has nothing to do with whether I am full or hungry. Whether I'm abounding or not abounding. It has nothing to do whether the situation is right. He said in every situation. So, why, why, what was he telling us? It was a mindset. It was a, an attitude. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Can you tap a neighbor and say, do you have a winning attitude? Then ask him, do you have the winning attitude? Let me tell you the difference between a winning attitude and a, the winning attitude. A winning attitude is you can pick it from anywhere. So you can go to one motivational speaker. <laughs> and you can say, just wind yourself, Abby. Who was, okay, Pastor Barnett said somebody was winding somebody this morning. Jesus was winding his. <laughs> that you can wind yourself anyhow. The one is based on scripture. 
Ask your neighbor for me again. Do you have the winning attitude? See, Paul said this, through Christ. Through Christ. Hallelujah. How else can we describe the winning attitude? It is the greater you see in me mindset. The, the greater is he that is in me mindset. Hallelujah. It is the he or they that are for me are more mindset. He that is for me, they that are with me, that are for me, is more than what is against me mindset. It's something you program your mind with. First John 4, 4. John said, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. In fact, let's read from verse 1 because context is very powerful when you are teaching this kind of things. First John 4, let's start from verse 1. So he was talking about, ah, there are many devils everywhere. And you can see their work. See how they are destroying things, scattering things, making the world a dark place, a depressing place. First John 4 from verse 1, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. So you can look around the world and you can see the activity of false prophets, and what is behind false prophets is the devil, false spirits doing all kinds of destructive things. By this we know the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come, in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that, Je- that, does not confess that Jesus Christ came in, in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. So in the last days, we will see the manifestations of the spirit of the Antichrist. Anti is again, we talked about this the other day when we were talking about him anointed, against Christ. which you have had was coming and is now already in the world. For he now said, this is how your mind should be. Greater is he that is in you. The spirit in you is greater. And the spirit in the world. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Somebody shout, I have overcome them. Ah, that's not a shout. I have overcome them. All the sin in the world, all the lust in the world, all the disaster in the world, the poverty in the world, all the spirits behind all these things, you have overcome them. That has to be your mindset. And that's how you develop a winning attitude. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me, mindset. Elisha had that kind of mindset. Second Kings chapter 6. Second Kings chapter 6. His servant came out, he saw the army of the Syrians that was set against them, he was afraid. And Elisha prayed, Father, open his eyes that he may see. And the Bible said God opened the servant's eyes and he saw that the angels that were around them, hallelujah, was more than the Syrian army that was set against them. So verse 16, Elisha told them, do not fear. I came to tell somebody something this morning, do not fear. Do not fear. Why should you not fear? For those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Mindset. Hello? Ah, I owe a bill of one billion naira. Can you help me tell somebody this morning, do not fear. What you have the riches in Christ that you have is more than a billion naira. Glory be to God. You got a doctor's report 
you have cancer and you have so many months or so many years left to live, can somebody announce this morning, do not fear. The power of Christ that raised, the power of God that raised Christ from the dead in you is greater than the power of cancer. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. There's a way you set your mind, hallelujah, that whatever comes against you, whatever evil report you hear, whatever antichrist manifestation comes your way, you are convinced that they that are for me, hallelujah, is more than what is against me. That's a winning attitude. That is a winning attitude. I always say this. That Second Kings 6 story. The Bible did not tell us Elisha saw the angels. He didn't need to see the angels. His mind was set. His heart was established. That the angel of the Lord encamps around the righteous. So even if the Syrian king sends his army against me and they are at my door mouth, the angels that are for me are more than the Syrian army. It was a mindset. It was an established heart. Oh, hallelujah. Can I hear somebody declare greater is he? that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. One more time, greater is he that is in me that is in, than he that is in the world. Let me hear you declare, they that are for me are more than what is against me. God that is for me is greater, is stronger than what is against me. One more time, God that has my back is greater than whatever enemy is facing me in this life. Do you have that kind of mindset? Genesis 11, you see these people had that mindset. The Bible told us all they had was brick. And it mentioned the other material they had. <laughs> Sir, they didn't have a caterpillar. They didn't go to engineering school. They had never seen a skyscraper before. Pretty much they had nothing. That's why he was telling us all they had was... Well, I don't need to read it again. All they had was what? Let us make brick and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone. And I don't even know what asphalt is. I didn't even bother for mortar. That, that's all. They didn't have much. But they had a greater is he that is in me attitude. It doesn't matter how much I have or how much I don't have. Hello? It's a mindset. We can do this thing. We can build this city. We don't have Caterpillar. We don't have a bank loan. We don't have a crane. We have never seen it before. We have never done it before. All we have is brick and asphalt. But greater is it that is in me. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me. Glory be to God. Romans 8.31, Apostle Paul said, If God, what shall we say to these things? All we have is brick and asphalt. And where we are going is that we want to build a city. And we want to build a skyscraper. But if God be for me, hallelujah. You are going to win, oh. I don't know what I'm talking to. You are going to win. In that situation you are faced with, you are going to win. 
you are coming out on top. We are going to hear your testimony very soon. Your story will be heard all around the nations. Because greater is he that is in you. Stop worrying about what you don't have. Or how little you have. What you have inside. That's how they win. What else is a winning attitude? Let me give you three more and then we close this morning. What else is a winning attitude? It's an um, triumphant mindset. I am triumphant mindset. It is an I always win. And I am an overcomer mindset. I have set my mind that I am triumphant. I have set my mind to I always win. And I overcome mindset. You know, you go to a place, they say, let's do a coin toss. Coin toss and you tell them what are the terms. It's heads I win, tail you lose. <laughs> That's your mindset. That's, you know what it means when I say heads I win, tails you lose. That means no matter how this thing turns out, I always win. <laughs> if it's head, I won. If it's tail, you lost. And it's only two of us here. Heads, I win. What? Let me look at your neighbor and say heads, I win. Tail, the devil loses. Your neighbor is not a loser, so don't say tail, you lose. That's my mindset. I am triumphant. Mindset. It is, you know, I'm, all these things, you know, they are coming from scripture. That's why we are calling it the winning attitude. Because it is word-based. We are not whining anybody here. It is word what? It is a winning attitude is a more than a conqueror mindset. Can I hear someone shout this morning, I'm more than a conqueror? Mindset. Let me hear you say it again. I am more than a conqueror. That is how my mind is set. Can I hear you declare in these remaining two months of 2023? Heads I win, tails the devil loses. I am more than a conqueror. That's how I've set my mind. If you set your mind like that, you will always what win. 2 Corinthians 2.15 Now thanks be to God. Who always what? Leads us in triumph. Somebody say, he always. You know the emphasis there is what? Always. The triumph too is what emphasizing, but let's settle on what? Always. Who always? Ah, Apostle Paul, what do you mean he always? Listen to what Apostle Paul said here. Let me even just quickly look at this. I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 1. So in chapter 2 verse 14, please watch. This goes back to what he was telling them in Philippians 4. When he's declared I can do all things. You need to understand the context in which he was saying I can do all things. He was in prison. There were times he had nothing. He was hungry. Oh yes, there were seasons he had abundance. But I can tell you for the most times he didn't have abundance. And there were seasons where uh, it was full. But, in fact, what he wrote was that in hunger or, if I said, having, uh, having nothing and yet possessing all things. In, in fastings, often. Who understands what often is? Talk to me, somebody. Is your English, do you know? <laughs> often means at least more than 50%. Hello? But it's always in triumph. It was an attitude he had. 
a mindset he had. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our what? Uh-uh. I thought you said he always leads you in triumph. That we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort which we, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Verse 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also what? Abounds through Christ. You know what this guy was saying here? Every time tribulation came, you see, Paul had this attitude where he would always, and that's this winning attitude we are taking on, and this mindset, he would always look for the positive out of the situation. So when tribulation came, he will thank God for tribulation. And this reason here is saying that this tribulation I'm going through, I'm thanking God, because when I now meet other people that are going through the tribulation, I will now be able to comfort them. I'll be able to tell them, ah, that's how three years ago. Me too, I was barren. I was barren for like five years. But I prayed and God helped me. And now I'm no longer barren. And I'll use that to comfort others. That was his attitude. So when trouble came, he was thanking. I'm winning in this situation. I'm looking at that kind of mindset. Thanks be to God, he comforts us in our tribulation so that when other people are troubled, we'll be able to comfort them also. So it's always heads I win, tails you lose. That was the mentality he had. If you like, put me in prison. I'm going to write letters to people that they rejoice in the Lord always. As again, I say rejoice. Pray for me. When I come out, we're going to throw a party together. Even negative things. He found a reason to thank God. Are you still here this morning? 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Is that in your Bible? And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our what? Our faith. This is the victory. Listen carefully, listen carefully. This is the victory that has overcome the world. The house I have in Banana Island. Talk to me. This is the victory I have, the victory that overcomes the world, the money I have in the bank account. This is the victory that overcomes the world, my position as a senior person in the Nigerian government. Listen, I overcome, please watch this, I overcome I overcome, I am triumphant, I am more than a conqueror simply because of what I believe. That's a product of your mindset. It's a matter of how you have set your heart. What I believe. What I believe. That is the foundation of my victory. It's not what I have or what I don't have. It's not what is going on around me. It's what I believe. What I believe. What is established in my heart. Verse 5. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. That's why it didn't matter that they threw them in prison, that they flogged them. It didn't matter all the tribulations that came against them. In fact, the more tribulation that came against them, the more they grounded themselves in their faith. And because they always set their hearts and their minds to believe, it was only a matter of time. I have good news for somebody that is going through a tough time this season. Listen to me and hear me very well. All things are working together for your good. I said all things are what? Working together for your good. Glory, glory be to God. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, eh. It's the sound of victory. Oh, hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, oh. Let the sound. Romans 8.37, yet in all these things we are what? Through him that what? In all which things, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, in tribulation you are what? Talk to me somebody, in tribulation you are what? That means if you are in trouble you are more than a conqueror. Or distress, in distress, you are what? Or persecution, or famine. Nigeria is going through a time of famine now. But who knows the right response for such a time as this? See, this is the time where more than ever before you need a winning attitude. In fact, you need the winning attitude. Talk to me, somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have the winning attitude. And that means your mind must be set. Famine, yes, yes, there's famine. But he said, in famine, our response is that I am more than a conqueror. Touched on this on Wednesday. Whatever you are facing, your response must be, I am anointed. God wants you convinced that you are, you are anointed for this season. Hallelujah. You are anointed to win in this season. You are anointed to conquer in this season. Yes, in this season of famine. Hello, somebody. You now need to take that truth from God's word and set your mind and establish your heart. See, faith is the thing of the heart. You renew your mind with the word of God. You establish your heart. And that is how you overcome. Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet this morning. I want you to say it as often as you can because you are programming your mind. We, we, we looked at this last week. The process in Ephesians 4. Let, let, let's look at it again, please. The last scripture. This is what to do. And you're going to do that as we pray this morning. Ephesians chapter 4. Glory, glory be to God. Said you have not so learned Christ. Verse 20. Please look at it again this morning. But you have not so learned. You see, you learn these things. Somebody say, I've learned Christ. I have learned the way of Christ. I have learned the way of the kingdom. What is the process? If indeed you have had him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off. This is what you are going to do as you pray this morning. Perhaps you came in here, you are not sure whether you are going to have the best two months of your life. You are not convinced that you are going to conquer in this final phase of the year. You are not really assured that you are going to win. All that is old ways of thinking. Tap your neighbor and say, that is old man thinking. That is not Christ thinking. Christ is the new man. And Christ is in you. And that's your hope of glory. Are you with me this morning? He said every time you find yourself thinking like the old man, you take it off. Praise God. Somebody say, I take off failure. I take off poverty. I take off shame. I take off fear. Take it off. I don't know about you. This is not how I slept yesterday night. When I woke up to get ready for church this morning, I took off what I was wearing. I refreshed myself by taking a bath and I put on what I'm wearing now. 
that is the way to that. That's the simple way to do it. From time to time, you are going to be faced with famine. And if you are not careful, you will have this attitude that, ah, we can't make it. You will have this feeling or this mindset, hey, you are not going to prosper. Every time that happens to you and you don't have to raise your hand, I know it comes to every one of us from time to time. So all you just need is one negative report. Hey, dollar is now 1,200. Or like most women, went shopping after service last week, went pursuing that tally the bill. Old man thinking came back. <laughs> How many mothers are in the house this morning? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know when you went shopping before, you used to spend 50000 You when you shop for the whole month. Now you are spending, don't even mention the amount, before we give somebody high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world we are living in. That is what the Antichrist spirit is bringing in this world. That is the darkness, the presence of the darkness in our world. But we have learned Christ. Hallelujah. And the good news is, even in dark times like this, you will win. You will shine. You will be victorious. But you need the right mindset. And it has to be set. In fact, this thing has to be set almost on a daily basis. Praise God. Are you still here? Put off concerning the former conduct, the old man. Conduct comes from the way you think. You will act based on the way you think. The old man that grows corrupt according to deceitful laws. If you continue thinking, I'm not going to make it. If you continue thinking fear, if you continue thinking um, poverty and all those things, it will keep leading to corruption. But that's not your story. Verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Spirit means the core of your mind. Do something with your mind. Program your mind with a winning attitude. And I'm telling you this morning, what you used to program your mind with a winning attitude is, I am more than a conqueror through him that loves me. And then you put on the new man. Hallelujah. Which was created according to God's righteousness and holiness. Lift your hands this morning. Say in the name of Jesus. No matter what I'm faced with. Poverty. Famine. Persecution. Tribulation. Distress. Negative news evil reports, terrifying experiences. In all these things, you need to say that with a shout. In all these things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you shout one more time? In all these things, I am more than a conqueror. Can somebody shout one more time? In all these things, I am more. Say it again, I am more than a conqueror. Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Nigerian economy is not greater than the God that lives and reigns in me. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror. If you believe it, open your mouth and pray fervently in the Holy Ghost. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Set your mind, set your mind. Shift your attitude. Don't carry a defeated attitude into the new week. Take off the old man. Take off the old man. Take off the old attitude. Take off the old mindset. Take off unbelief. Take off any thought contrary to the word of God that has come to you this morning. 
Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take off that old man. Take it off. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are a winner. You are an overcomer. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.